This one's a little bit different. I had the great pleasure of having Nicholas Perrin out to the refinery the other night and we went out and had a, a lovely dinner and we were talking about what we were going to discuss, uh, whether we were even going to record at all. And what came out of our conversations is that we've actually had a relationship with Stone, with Crystal, for a fair period of our lives. And look, I know that's something I've sort of brushed upon uh, from time to time on the podcast, however, it's not really something that I've explored in depth. So that's what we did. We sat down and we talked about being stone speakers. It was a fascinating conversation and it's a distraction. I could feed into the bullshit and record another podcast about the coronavirus or the the US election. However, enough of that. You know, like I think everyone needs a bit of a distraction and a bit of a clarity and understanding and, and something different to think about. So hopefully that's what this podcast gives you. This one is brought to you by Nicholas Perrin and his Facebook page, Authenticity Speaks. He has many different tools to help people along their paths and journeys, and I'd really appreciate it if you gave him a follow and checked it out. And if he can help you, let him help you. He's an awesome guy. I really appreciated his time. I look forward to catching up with again with him soon. We're going to use rowdy songs. We talked about this. I showed Nicholas some of rowdy stuff. We're going to use Bathe in the Sun for the intro and demons in my mind to finish that's about it for me guys really appreciate your time look after yourselves stay safe be kind be cool and we'll talk soon cheers
G'day everyone, welcome back. I've got Nicholas Perrin in the refinery with us tonight, mate. How are you? Awesome. Thanks so much, Triffin, for spontaneously inviting me to be here with you. Mate, it's, it's a pleasure to have you here. Obviously, you were a part of a, a Zoom episode all the way from South America just a short time ago, and you've been on a roundabout journey back to the land of Oz, and we weren't entirely sure whether we were going to record tonight, and we had a few little topics. We just went for a bit of a wonder, had a nice meal, and we sat down, and you started to talk about talking to stones or the stone speakers. And one of the things that we have realized over the last couple of hours while having a multitude of discussions is that we are both stone speakers. We have been for a very long time. And it leads into understanding the spirit of everything, understanding that once upon a time we could manipulate matter and understand matter of this earth in a different way than we do now. And what we can actually gain from stone speaking or from communicating with nature, I suppose, as a whole. This was your idea, so I'm going to, after that little intro, I'm going to hand the mic over to you, mate. What do you, where do you want to go with this one? Because this is cool. I mean, this is megalithical. This is the, the multitude of crystals that are surrounding us now. This is, there's a, there's a number of different avenues and rabbit holes we can end up with this one, but I'm going to give you the con, mate. Where are we going? What are we doing? Yeah, the the idea really dropped in um, during these crazy times with COVID sort of rampaging around. It's become really apparent that what most people are really looking for and needing is is connection. And sometimes the obvious way of connecting is with another human being, but that may not always be possible. However, what I would love to bring into the space or to start to really unpack here is that many of the innate objects that exist on this plane of existence actually has a consciousness within it. Very and much so, yeah. We can communicate with that consciousness, even a stone, whether it's a crystal, but even if it's just a stone that's been there thousands and probably millions of years. Absolutely. We can connect to it and even for the purpose of just being able to receive a message you know so for example someone may be having a challenging time or difficulties in their life like so many of us at this time with the whole COVID lockdowns happening all around the world and you never know the stone may be your may be your next best friend it mm. may actually have a message for for you mm -hmm. and I just wanted to remind people that connection can happen in so many different ways it doesn't have to just be with other human beings and sometimes it can actually probably be more useful and helpful to be with with a consciousness that is quite calm and and, and grounding and and open yes you know and connect in a different way mm. Mm. so my first question to you would be is when do you because I think this is something that we resonate with each other and there's a plenty of stories here that I don't think either of our listeners would have heard before. However, when did you first speak to Stones? When did, Can you remember? Were you a child or when was the... For me, it was... Um, I'd already ignited on my, um, my awakening path. So I was slowly starting to uh, accumulate crystals and I realised 
that crystals held specific frequencies and energies. So in the beginning, it wasn't so much that I was personally receiving messages from them, but what I would notice is if I picked up the crystal and held it in my hand, that I would notice a particular kind of flavor of energy would come from the crystal. Flavor is an interesting term. Yeah, okay. I'm picking that up. Yep. Flavor is an interesting term. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and it, it, my body would respond in a different way with all the different crystals. So, for example, I might be going through a particular challenging time in my life and I would go to the crystal store and choose a crystal that was most representative or most useful for me at that time. And it would always be different. Yeah. It would never be the same one or same type of crystal depending mm -hmm. on what I needed. Mm -hmm. So I remember, for example, in 2011 when I went to Hawaii, I was going through a lot of um, healing the heart, a lot of uh, heart stuff that was going on for, for me, allowing people into my life, trusting and uh, letting go of betrayal. And so I was naturally quite drawn to rose quartz, for example. I was just going to say, I bet you it was rose quartz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But over the last probably four or five years, I haven't really been drawn uh, to that crystal mm. as much as I was nine. During that period of healing, that, that was, exactly. it was it was addressing that uh, sequence in time. I think, yeah, look, that's interesting, man. Um for me, my mother took me to crystal circles back in Dalesford in the late 80s and early 90s. Uh, and looking back, it was, a, it was a very sort of formative experience and not something that I, I, I truly understood and appreciated until later. You know, I showed you my little box of tumbled stones that I've had and some of those stones in there are literally 30 years old. Uh, well, I don't know how old they are, but for my own personal collection... And I've taken those stones with me everywhere. And not so much these days, but there would be periods in my life where I would handle those stones and I would... Look, the flavor of energy, I like that terminology because it is a flavor. There is a, a certain resonance that certain stones give off. And, you know, I'd carry one in my pocket, you know, just for a certain period of time. Um, and then I would drop it and let it go, you know, and... For those of us that, you know, for those of the listeners that are probably started this podcast going, what are these guys talking about? We need to understand that at the baseline of a lot of our modern technology is crystal, uh, silica, which is what they're making hard drives out of these days, is nothing but quartz. Okay, that is a crystalline substance. You like your LCD TV or your LCD screen, your liquid crystal display. And the sharpest drill bit is a diamond drill bit. The first radio that ever worked worked with quartz crystal. The you know you get a, your watch, your Seiko watch says quartz powered. That's a crystal, okay. They're also beginning to understand that the amount of information that can be stored on silica these days is almost infinite. Okay, they are and can be storage devices. As I say, the highest tech in computer software. The, the basis of all the stuff is silica, silica hard drives, wiring. They're, they're saying that silica is the best medium to help create the AI. You know, like the, the, we got to understand that the crystals have taken on a woo-woo connotation. Excuse me. And not, for our, not without reason, because I think when you are drawn to the energy of stones, you do have a certain temperament. You do have a certain... There is a hippie 
uh, type connotation to them. However, at the same time, they are of this earth. You know, the planet provides us so many things to assist us on our way. And yes, a lot of crystals are very pretty to look at, uh, you know. However, they do imbibe energy. They can help you with, with certain things if you're open to it. And But you may not be either. I think that's the other thing as well, is it's okay if you're not. Uh, it's okay if you pick up a stone, you don't have any energy from it. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, it doesn't mean that it's not a living thing. You know, there's the, the classic hug a tree. Um, there's the feeling you get from being barefoot on the earth. You know, that energy that comes through when you are just standing barefoot on the earth. So whilst we will talk about specific experiences, understand that this experience is open for everybody to understand. And it could be the grounding that you're looking for. It could be, you know, put the phone down. You know, interestingly, we just went to dinner without our phones. We actually made a comment. Um, However, over dinner, we were very conscious and we were very present and we shared some interesting personal stories and, and got to know each other a lot better because we didn't have that distraction with us. Um, and maybe f- stepping away from the chaos that's going on and reconnecting to the earth in whatever form that you, you wish to. I mean, even down to glass, Nick. Glass is just sand. Glass is actually liquid crystal. It's it's sand in a different form. If you go and look at some of the very old houses in Ballarat from like the 1850s and stuff, the glass is thicker on the bottom than it is on the top. Because the glass is liquid, it's forever moving, it's alive. There's so many things in our existence that are are living that we've been told are inanimate, and they're not. And stones are one of those things. And every single one of those tumbled stones that you see, I have chosen by either waving my right or left hand, depending on how I feel, and it is honestly just purely instinct, over them and particularly selecting those stones. And they have helped me in different parts of my existence, you know, and I think, you know, one of the, trying to think of a specific instance, I I just have this memory of like, this lady just tipping out thousands of tumble stones on the ground and me being, I must have been nine or ten or something like that, and just, just waving my hand over these stones and feeling the heat and the cold and the, and the, the chill and, and the, the power behind some of the energy behind some of these stones. And some of it resonated, some of it didn't. But using them in a way just to calm you or even the act of looking at a crystal. There is something about staring at a generator or a, with its imperfections and its ins and its outs. And it's, it's just a... It's, it can bring you so many different things. And I think we, we really, a lot of people don't understand that. Um, but crystal itself is in the basis of a lot of our technology that we rely on today. The technology you're actually listening to this on has crystal mm-hmm. at its heart. So you could pretend that it's woo-woo. However, you rely on it every single day in so many ways that you don't even understand. And I think that's important to help people who ha- who, who are looking to understand the, the difference and the shift. You know what I mean? Um, Absolutely. 
so so I notice you've got a quartz generator. Um, is that quartz? And what else you got there? Hematite. Yes, it's a sm- smoky quartz. Yep. Uh, got one here and then um, black tourmaline. Black tourmaline. Yeah. That's an interesting uh, combination. Is that, and just from my own personal understanding, you're trying to reflect negativity. You're trying to keep your own space. Is that the reason you chose those two? It was completely instinctual. Just really, there, there, wasn't, um, there wasn't any kind of um, conscious decision on, on my part. The first one, which is the, the smoky quartz that I have around my neck, I picked before I went on my travels. And then the, the black tourmaline was actually, I bought it in Mexico City as the last stop before coming back. And okay. it's just the one that jumped out. So, yeah, they're my, my travel buddies for, for this next period of time. But as, as you mentioned briefly before, sometimes crystals do have a tendency to go on walkabouts. Yes, and mysteriously do, yeah. disappears. Happened to me numerous times where but they, I, but they come <laughs> back around. They find them in the weirdest places. That happens a lot. Like, how did that stone end up there? That was not where I left it. But it's gone walkabout. It's decided to do whatever it's going to do. <laughs> yeah, but or, or sometimes it's even found. You know, it's decided to have a different um, custodian or mm-hmm. a different owner, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, and uh, and has literally left. Um, and also, there've been crystals that I've um, when I've gone to different sacred sites. I've planted the crystal there as a a gift to to that sacred site. Yeah, and most of the, most of the uh, the gifts that I've left behind have been stones. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. sometimes, and usually, the crystal kind of self selects. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Yep. I want to be here. Yeah. I want to. I want to connect. I want to contribute in whatever way I can. Mm. Mm. So they definitely send messages as well. Like we started off talking about how the crystals emanate a certain energy yeah frequency yeah a certain frequency and we can use them for healing we can use mm-hmm. them for just feeling you know being calm or calming down mm. uh, particularly if the mind is really erratic just to hold the crystals in your hands and they'll help ground you more and get into the body mm-hmm. and get out of the crazy thinking patterns that is very prevalent particularly in stressful situations yes. and in turbulent epoch changes that we're going through at this time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but also as you as you uh, continue to clean out the mind and clean out the emotional body when we're able to bring our awareness into the crystal it's possible to actually have a conversation with the crystal mm-hmm. and 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 receive information from it that wasn't my experience initially as i said before i, I would just feel a flavor of energy yeah but as i refined my <coughs> psychic abilities intuitive abilities which is a natural process yeah it's an evolution it's an evolution then there can be more information that can be extracted and you can actually have quite interesting conversations with the crystals you know like oh what have you learned and where have you been and Mm. you know what or do you have a message for me today Mm. and it can be quite interesting to see what naturally appears and Mm. some some are more reserved and kind of a little bit shy and then others are much more kind of out and yeah engaging and 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 want to and love it and love being that that a human is having a conversation uh, with with the crystal yeah i think i mean the listeners are well aware of the the experience i had with the strong boys in their stones and and you know since then i have spoken to the stone with martin we recorded that um you know we were asking questions and just seeing what that's about and that's a very specific 
um, energy, I would say, a very, to me, it's like whatever energy. It's like a Palladian energy, I would say. That's the only reason I say that is I think a lot of it is the silica-based stuff. And, you know, we've talked a bit about Bruce Fenton's work and the, the ship crashing and it was all silica-based. And there's a lot of stone that you can find that, um, Australite tectite, that actually would be would have been of that ship. And there is a, a consciousness that's with that. Um, however, you, it's interesting... You know, like I've found myself on, on bushwalks and you end up just sitting there leaning up against a stone or leaning up against a tree or... And there's a certain... Um, you know, I know my, my one of my best mates, Woody, he basically says that his religious and spiritual experience is nature. Mm. He he feels it in the, in the trees and the stone and, and just the act of actually just being in that environment is what brings him peace and what, you know, what, what he sees as far as his religious experience for his own spirituality is what we're talking about. Probably not talking to the stones as such, but just being in that space of, of nature and the, the consciousness that can come out of these things. Sometimes it's very jovial. As you say, it's such a range of understanding um, such a range of observation because I think you you posed an interesting question that I wanted to explore a bit more. It's like, what if you self-selected next lifetime to be a stone? I mean, <laughs> y- you you could be here for quite a while. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, would you ever escape that? I wonder. Is a good question. Like, how could you move on from that? I suppose. I mean, you choose to. You know, but these things. You know, it's 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 trippy to think about, you know, some of the stones up in the shelf there or some of the stones over here that we've got here in the refinery. They're literally millions of years old. Like, we probably don't know how old they are. Some of them are less so because this is the thing about crystals, especially, um, you know, there's quartz and there's all these caves that they've found that the crystal grows itself. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? Like some of the some of these stones may not be very old. They could have grown out of the planet. Um, yeah. And I think the planet provides us everything that we need. And it's a bit ignorant of us to think that the stones are just there because they're pretty. You know what I mean? Like, and I always say to guys who don't sort of believe in crystal energy, it's like, you know, my my beautiful wife love her dearly however she's in not too great of a mood and she's wearing rubies you better watch the fuck out because there's there's some fire and brimstone coming out of there right absolutely that red stone amplifies the energy whereas if she wears like a a blue topaz or you know what i mean some other a calming cooling stone you feel a lot and this is the thing that you feel a lot better i mean it's actually today interestingly i've got um yeah, I've got some lava stone on. I've got some white jasper on. I've got some blue. Um, what's that called? What's that called? It's not soda light. It's one of the other blue. I can't. It'll come to me. But, you know, I'm actually wearing a fair a, a few stones today. Just felt like I had to wear them today. Um, oh, white howlite, and it's a uh, a red dragon stone. I think is is the beads that I've got and I I mean I and I chose those two for their own 
benefits you know what i mean the the white halide helps you relax it helps you it can help you sleep you know what i mean these these are properties that are known to assist with that um i suppose what would you say to you know there's a percentage of listeners out there that are and i've said my piece on it but what would you say to those boys out there that are going these guys are nuts like what what are they even talking about what would you if you if you had a, a someone say, "Hey, I don't actually understand anything you're talking about," how would you communicate what we're trying to talk about to them? Yeah, the first thing that I um, would uh, share is that you know our experiences are created from from the filters within within our own minds. So our own belief systems and our own belief systems. So if there is something in there that we've decided to reject or block then the experience won't won't come but if we stay open to it mm. you know if you go okay um maybe maybe crystals uh, have energy maybe crystals can emanate energy true or not true i'm going to be open to have an experience of that mm. and with the stilling of the mind they'd probably have to go through a little bit of a journey just to get in touch with subtle energy mm. Because most people's minds are quite busy. Mm. So, you know, it's like, for example, if you're in a swimming pool and there's people smashing the water and there's all these uh, waves. And, it's not going to be a very relaxing time, is it? You, you know, and then if someone was to throw in a tiny little pebble, you wouldn't notice that pebble, mm. right? Mm. So it's a little bit like that with subtle energy. You've, mm. you've, you're, you've got to get into the right space mm-hmm. and state to be able to perceive it. Mm-hmm. And, and so... Again, within the world that we live that is so fast-paced and everything is so externally orientated, you know, people live through their five human senses. The other, the more subtle senses, Mm. haven't been fine-tuned. And so I would invite those those guys to go on a bit of a journey, uh, be open to, to a new experience. Yes. And... And explore the world instead of seeing everything as solid and matter orientated. Yeah. That perhaps, but beneath or through or within the matter lies an energy that, even if I can't perceive it, maybe through a bit of practice, something can shift within me where I can access that energy and mm. have an experience. Because yeah. I remember. When I first did my um, when I did Reiki training, this is a long long time ago, and I was quite skeptical actually. Yeah. And thought, okay, well look, I'll do the first level. Worst case scenario, you know, I spent you, a few hundred dollars. And you've had an experience, you can draw from that. No no harm, no fear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No harm, no fear. Yeah. And I went there with, with an open mind, not really knowing, you know, what was it legit or not. Mm. But after that weekend I had a direct experience where I A I could feel a little bit of energy coming through my body and leaving my hands and going into someone else. Mm-hmm. And then the reverse where I could feel it through someone else. So that like those little incremental experiences then open up new possibilities. Mm. So then I was open to experiencing energy from a crystal because I had, had experienced it through a human being. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, and, and without them physically touching my body, yeah. there was a transfer of energy that yeah. happened from one person to another. So it's those sort of small little incremental steps that make mm-hmm. a massive difference, mm-hmm. you know, but even just setting an intention of, I would love to have an experience where 
I can tap into the innate energy of this object, yeah. aka crystal, and and have an experience. Like, wouldn't that be magical? Wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that make life just a little bit more exciting and fun? Mm. Mm. You know, just Absolutely. outside of the box. So. Mm. It's also, you know, the attitude that we, we hold to life. Mm, very much so. And are, are we willing just to be, to live life and, and, and experience life from a slightly new perspective? So that's what I would put into the middle and invite that person to consider. Yeah, absolutely. And I couldn't agree more, mate. I couldn't agree more. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's something that when people find out about me that I know a fair bit about stones and I know how to cleanse them in different ways and... You know, the the fact that your smoky quartz and black tourmaline can turn on you if you're not careful. You know what I mean? You can only use those for every... They need to be clean. They need to be cleansed because they do hold energy. They do absorb um, the things around them. You can set intention um, into different things. and It needs to be perspective too. I mean, you talk about being open and, you know, don't expect a rock that's come out of the ground to perform miracles. You know what I mean? Like I think you need to have a a grounded perception of what, what it is that it is. Do I think that we understand the true purpose of, of, of stones or crystal in 2020? I don't think we do at all. I think, you know, and something that we wanted to speculate about is, you know, we could go megalithic. Like... The only way that you could move the stone that they moved back in the day so accurately, so precisely, you know, the, the weight of some of these things is, is, is next level unbelievable, is to have an innate understanding of stone, of crystal. The thing about, you know, even if you take the application of a radio, the reason a quartz is used in a radio set is it amplifies the mm, signal. Yeah. Okay. So let's look at it from a, a basic three dimensional point of view. If we, it's actually, you can download the instructions to make a quartz radio set off the internet if you wanted to do that. And the reason you use the quartz is because it amplifies the signal. So we can actually provide solid evidence that quartz itself amplifies signal. So if you can understand that and extrapolate, you know, I personally think that the technology that was used to build the megalithic structures was a combination of sound, vibration, um, magnetism, harnessing the energies of the earth, which is the stone, which is communicating with the stone, knowing what vibration that particular stone is at, knowing how to manipulate it, knowing how to actually move it you would be, as you say, a speaker of the stone to, you know, and don't forget that everybody has their gifts, don't they, mate? You know, like some people aren't going to be stone speakers. Some people will be, they may interpret fire, they may, you know what I mean? Like to pretend that it's not, it doesn't matter if if, if this particular line of reasoning, not everyone's going to be that. Not everyone's going to understand that. Yeah. And nor should they. Yeah. You know, because the variety is the spice of life. But I think, you know, you talk about, you know, I know you spent a longer time in South America. I can only imagine what, and you, you've been to Egypt. You've seen a lot of these things firsthand. 
you know, what would be your interpretation from a megalithical perspective? What did these? What could these people do? I mean, some of the polygonal masonry, some of the joins, like you can't yeah. put a bit of paper in between this stuff. Yeah. And there was a deeper understanding that we knew about because the deeper you dig in Egypt, South America, any of those places, the deeper you dig, the better it gets. We've lost the ability to manipulate stone like we used to. Definitely, yeah. So yeah, one of the, um, and I call it a download because, you know, sometimes I've been in these places and then different memories will, will, will come, whether they're my own memories as a being that has lived in a different time era mm. or whether I'm just tapping into the memories of that particular megalithic side and the people that worked with that, um, you know, it doesn't really matter, I think. Yeah. But one of the things that I did see was one of the abilities of the stone speakers, which connected into being like a priest back in those times, which yeah. is very different to a priest nowadays, yeah, 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 yeah. Was, was to be able to uh, manipulate reality in a way to create a desired end result so part of that was to get those really close joints they were able to uh, connect through their minds to the stone and the stone would actually start to melt mm -hmm. vibrate and, yeah. and vibrate at such a level where it became almost like putty like mm -hmm. to then be able to get it to fit really nicely with another one mm. and then get them to crystallize again and the vibration would slow down so that they appear so they go back into appearing and feeling and being hard like a like mm. a stone mm. but um the malleability of the stones i think is quite um at least from today's perspective is is definitely outside of the box big time you know mm. most people mm -hmm. you know we've lost our ability to use our innate m mind capacities and abilities yes. and 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 those are the things that i'm excited about for humanity as we continue to go down this path of awakening, to awaken some of these incredible, magical and enchanting and awe-inspiring abilities that mm. have been dormant for a long, long time. I think dormant's a good word. I mean, you, you, what you're talking about there is 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 true magic. That's what you're. That's what we're speaking about. You know, Completely. the ability to manipulate and understand matter. To you know, we our hubris is very interesting. Like we. It's almost like we disconnect from the fact that we are ashes to ashes, dust to dust. We are of this planet. The planet is of us. We are, you know what I mean? We have, you know, and I've often, um, you know, you talk about um, stone speaking and stuff like that. You know, we're, we're, we're down a bit of a weird rabbit hole, so there's no no holds barred. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know myself that I've heard... Um, it's difficult to explain. Like sometimes I've heard messages from the stones and it's almost been in a, in a language that I understand, but I don't understand. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like it gets translated from whatever language that is into English. Um, so I can, so my brain can comprehend some form of the message, but what is actually being initially spoken to me is not, it's something that's familiar, but it is unfamiliar. And yeah. I think, there is a, you know, you talk about the true language of magic. You talk about understanding what is the true name of that piece of wood. What is the true name of that stone, of, of the water, of the fire, of the ether, of the elements that actually guard and build our existence around us. If we could understand them at a, at a, at a vibrationary level and the, the ability to manipulate them, I do actually believe that once upon a time we did have that ability um 
you know, there's probably a few reasons why we lost it. Humans are not real trustworthy, I can understand. (laughs) (laughs) If we devolved our level of uh, spiritual understanding, I can see how something like that that could be used for ill-gotten gains, which is no doubt probably what happened. Um, Yet there's echoes of that, and we see echoes of that around the planet. And, you know, I think that that's what you're talking about. And And I can almost see... You know, depending on um, the size of the stone and, you know, what they're trying to do, I can actually, I sort of see like them using like wands, you know, like quartz mm-hmm. wands or mm-hmm. something like that to to assist and amplify whatever energy it is that they're manipulating mm-hmm. to assist them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you talk about the Pyramid of Giza, everyone is, every stone is slotted next to each other perfectly and then between five and 50 tons and no stone is really the same but they're perfect. You know, how do you manipulate the size and the shape and everything else like that? And it needs to be said, I know I said this to you before we started, but remember, guys, that when we looked into the mortar that holds the stones of the Great Pyramid together, the only piece of information that you can get on it anywhere is it's of unknown composition, they don't know where it come from, and they have no ability to replicate it. Now, if you then, and I know when we spoke about that at the time, it's like, well, if that stone was in a in a in a melted or a if that stone had reached vibration where it became liquid, and then was joined perfectly, and then hardened again, the reason they can't compose it is because it is of unknown composition. That's actually the liquid state of that stone mm. joining another liquid state of stone. You know what I mean? Like there's you know there's the stuff in South America, the stones that look like they've been melted, they've been shaped. Mm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's represented everywhere and we need to suspend i think you say be open to different experiences and we need to suspend our belief systems and understand that there is a different version of reality there is a different version of of understanding and it is it is around us all the time and and maybe as you say during this chaos of COVID and understanding reconnecting or attempting to reconnect in some form to whatever energy it doesn't have to be stones as you say it could be trees it could be whatever it is just reconnect to this big blue ball that we're hurtling on through space on you know absolutely and, and we can begin to maybe reconnect with the earth and then that's the that, that could be a commonality that we all share you know i think that's a there's a grander idea you know um, connection is the key definitely yeah, yeah connection you know and in these crazy times where there's a lot of div- divisiveness and um, different perspectives and points of view, sometimes coming back to something like the stones or a tree or, or just the earth or even a mountain, mm. you know, can just really help um, get out of the the excessive mental states that, that so many people are stuck in and just come back into more into the body feeling and and just remember that there's a... There's an enormous universe out there Absolutely. that we can, you know, yeah. tap into, and yeah. Yeah. that a lot of the problems, a lot of the issues, and things that are concerning people right now, in the grand scheme of things, are quite insignificant. Very think, much so. And I think, yeah. again, connecting into the ancient eternity of stones, yes, you know, just puts puts everything in perspective. You know, like this is just a little blip in the in the greater time space continuum. Yes, and to not be so fixated on on um, 
Bullshit. the problems, on all the problems <laughs> there, you know, and 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 just expand our awareness a little mm. bit, a little bit beyond mm. what we are experiencing in this moment in time and space, and just remember that there's been there's so much, so much that has happened, and there's so much that will still still to happen in the future. Yeah, yeah absolutely, and, and look, I think. The ancients as well, as far as the ancients who are us, they left their monuments in stone. And there's a reason for that. You know what I mean? Like that, that is the thing that stands the test of time. You know, that is, that is what they chose to leave their representations of. And long after me and you have slipped off this mortal coil and many, many years to come, the Great Pyramid is still going to be the Great Pyramid. You know what I mean? Like the, these these things are still gonna be there, and they will be everlasting, and they will they will uh, generation after generation will ponder and, and and wonder as to why these things are there. I mean, and even just you know, step away from you know, if we're if we're going a little bit woo woo for you to reconnect with a tree or a stone or a mountain, why don't you just contemplate about what that mountain is doing there? How long has it been there? You know, and understanding that, you know, I think if you, I'm to always get this wrong, but if you if you break down the earth to 24 hours, we rock up at 11.59 and 15 seconds or something. You know, mm. we've literally been mm. here for two seconds <laughs> as far as the earth are concerned, you know. And, yeah, there's there's been a few really trippy experiences through the research that we've been doing. You know, like we were down... Uh, Mullumbimby a few weekends ago sitting on the river and I said to Kath I said if this river has been here in this form for 10,000 years there's every chance that when the Egyptians came to learn off the spiritual culture that existed here in Australia that the Egyptians rode past exactly where we are now you know contemplate stuff like that contemplate your existence you know, you've had the privilege of standing in some of the craziest, you know, seven wonders of the world. Who are the people that have s- sat before yeah. you and and contemplated exactly what you've contemplated? You know, if you can, if you can, if you exist, if you can expand your existence just a little bit. You know, the, there's nothing quite like. Um, I was reminded when you were talking about insignificance, is that you know one of the things doing the job that I did for so long is that I've truly been in the middle of nowhere where there's literally me and a few other guys and there's no one else for 200 kilometers in any direction. You know, when you're traveling in outback Australia and you stop and you actually fathom that there's nothing, you know, the the most profound, I, I've, I've said this before, but when I was at Majura Pass on the way to, Western Australia, that was a, that was a surreal shamanic experience. Understanding how insignificant I truly was, when I could almost like, it felt like I could see the curvature of the Earth. That's how you know That's what I mean. There was, there was nothing in so much of a, either direct, any direction that I could literally see the curvature of the Earth. I thought, um, and understanding that yes. I'm not denigrating any the importance of anyone's existence. However, in a in a in a cosmic universe, maybe there's better things to worry about, better things to contemplate, 
there's other rabbit holes that you can explore um, and and un- and understand that whilst yes you know I, I always say that one of the contradictions of human existence is on one hand you're a drop in the ocean the ocean forgot about it's <laughs> yeah, so true right but on the other hand mm. you are the most powerful creator that ever existed ever and that is the contradiction of the humanity right and you must understand both of those things at the same time and then you won't you know you were talking earlier about someone you know their face paralyzing because they freaked out too much over stuff it's like I can see how you would get to that. I mean, you think about the levels of depression and anxiety and, you know, all the things that curse our modern existence because of... And I think the other thing is too, Nick, is that we've created all this. You know what I mean? Like, we've actually created our own issues in a lot of ways. Yeah. And if, if we stepped outside of them and if we looked at things from another direction and... You know, it, this is this is you know. I, I believe in reincarnation. I believe in soul energy, lifetimes. You know, all that stuff. But here's a question, man: What if we only get this one go? What if this is it? You'd want it to be really good, then, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> How much time are you wasted on useless crap if this is the only go that you've got? Yeah. True. You know. Absolutely. Uh, you know, if you're betting on the next life, then maybe <laughs> that may not be the uh, the way to go, you know. And t- I think what we're talking about too with taking time to appreciate a crystal or taking time to appreciate a tree or it is actually the little things. And the best things in life are actually free in a world where we are inundated with materialistic bullshit as far as being human the best things in life are free the ability to walk and breathe and 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 feel the earth around us and understand Mm. that it provides for us and that is what makes us human absolutely you know what i mean that is you know the other thing you see about these stone cultures is they didn't leave a lot of footprint as far as environmentally. You know what I mean? There was a quarry to mine the stone. But as far as like, did they destroy half the planet on their way to doing it? No. No, they didn't. And if you read into these ancient stone cultures, they were very much about making sure they give back to the earth. You know, this is where all these ideas come from. These 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 megalithic cultures... Yes, they honoured the earth and they honoured the stars and the summer solstice and the winter solstice and it was all about the harvest and all those sorts of things. But it was all about cycle. It was all about giving back once you had taken. You know, it was all about understanding that there was a cycle of life. You yeah. know, a lot of indigenous cultures, and I know, especially indigenous, uh, um, you know, the, how I've seen it and heard about it is uh, indigenous Australians, when they were hunting an animal, Right? You would actually call the animal, call the spirit of the kangaroo and say, listen, we need some food. Have you got, has someone, is there a kangaroo that has reached the end of its cycle and is willing to pass on its sustenance for us so we can honour it? And it would happen. You know what I mean? And you didn't take 
the young buck kangaroo who's in the prime of their life. You took someone that was willing at the end of their cycle and, and then when you ate that food, you used the skin, you used the, you, you honoured it and it went back into the earth and, and so it goes and so it goes. And these are the simple things that we have lost sight of these days and we distract ourselves with uh, the mundane or, or, or is it we allow ourselves to be distracted? I think there's an interesting question there. Um, but we need to come back to the, the simple act of taking time to appreciate a view, taking time to appreciate this big blue ball that we're hurtling through space on. And I think connecting with the crystals actually is easier in that space of appreciation. Because, Absolutely, yeah. You know, as we're letting go of all, all of these external distractions, then the mental space that we're in is calmer and more still and and the the appreciation of of as you said the small things in life really starts to amplify and there's just such a joy in in the magnificence of what is here on the planet because mm. there is just such variety incredible variety here even mm. just even if you just look at all the different types of crystals like how yeah incredible amount of variety of crystals and you know even some crystals um even have come from out of space like there's a, there's yeah. this um crystal that landed in in southern germany that landed in the czech republic i can't quite remember the name yeah that's one of the tech type boundaries i don't know right. the name of it but yeah. yeah and we went there and i remember picking up some of the crystal and you can really feel uh this um kind of almost extraterrestrial energy like wow this this was created from the heat of some kind of comet that that hit the earth and then the impact of the comment hitting the earth created this unique form of rock yes and crystal yeah that is uniquely found in this part of the world so they, there's like a, a like a nuclear glass i think they call that it's um it's, the, it's incredible so, yeah it's like they found it when they were testing nuclear weapons but it's actually one of the one that's how they i can't remember the name of it now trinitite i think they call it um but it's created by the meteorite or the asteroid or whatever it is hitting the planet and the heat that is generated that combines the the extraterrestrial body and the earth creates like this weird trinitite glass type mm. stuff it might, might not be what you're talking about but that is that is also as well you know and the thing is you go back to um ancient cultures they revered the meteorite stuff like that they revered the iron in the meteorite and all these sorts of things they you know they, they used and they use crystal and, and, and saw it as something greater. Um, you know, there's there's stories of, um, I know Richard Patterson tells a story where he saw a, there was a crystal that supposedly came from the Stonehenge somewhere and you shine a light through it and it projects an image of like a landscape onto a wall. Wow. That's, That's like, a, like a film. Like, you know, it's, it's had some data stored on it. Um you know, and it's like, why is that so unbelievable? The amount of magic, you know, I mean, the thing is, people are like, oh, you know, you know, you, you become used to your surroundings. But the very fact that we're here having this conversation, Nicholas, is is, is magic in itself, mate. Completely. You know? Um, 
you know, if you think about the way we met, Martin accidentally photo um, Zoom bombed a meeting that you were on, and then you, yeah. can, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> the synchronicities are incredible. Like yeah. the odds are pretty low. Yeah. Yeah, that, and and here you are, here you are in the refinery after being in South America, and you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> it's um, it's it's there's magic all around us, and in the simple things, and and the and the simplicity and understanding that I think we can we can garner more appreciation. You know, I think that's completely. You know, when we sat down and we did the intention for this one, it's like, yeah, look, and look, I want to ask you some, you know, let's tell some cool stories about some stone experiences. Um, however, before we get there, it's like, you know, we just wanted to share a bit of a distraction, something a little different, yet come back to appreciation and, and simplicity, didn't we? You know what I mean? Like that was sort of the, the, the keys to the intention. And just to like open up to the magic of, of life, you know, something like, like a, like a stone that seems so dormant and, uh, lifeless actually does have a consciousness and does have a story and does have knowledge and wisdom and information that is embedded in it and just if we take the time to get out of the busyness of everyday life there's a there's a, a magical and mystical world that awaits us mm. you know which actually reminds me i i um i would love to share this uh, really interesting story about one of the stone journeys that i went on when i was um, visiting visiting the Bosnian pyramids, uh, which is a really old structure at about 35,000 years old. And, um, and as you were, you, know, you were sharing with the Great Pyramid, there's a composite material that they used. And again, at this site, there is a, a concrete that they measure that is five times stronger than the tallest building on the planet that we've got at the moment. So it's, wow. it, it's um, yeah. Again, a technology that we don't understand, that we don't know, mm-hmm. that's found on that on that site. And um, part of that journey that we went on was we went into a valley, um, a few hours north, two and a half hours north of that particular valley, where there were these enormous round stones, kind of like about a meter in diameter, perfectly round. Is that the, are they the spheres? Are they spheres? They're spheres. Yes, yeah, enormous, yes, yes. Yeah, I've seen pictures of those. Yep, in Bosnia. Yep, yep. So yeah, we got to go there and uh, it was fascinating because we got to connect with them. So I remember standing on one of these stones and the the life force energy that came out of that stone produced so much heat that after a few, probably about five minutes, I actually had to get off the stone. Like my, My feet were burning. Wow. Right? Like it was really interesting. But then someone else jumped onto that stone and they had a completely different experience. So wow. it's just really interesting that two different people at different times can have a completely different journey, mm. you know. Um, but those stones were, were, were magical, like really, really pe- profound. Yeah, and it's how did, that, how did that happen, like some of those spheres? And they found them in Scotland. Like they found those spheres in a few different places, not just in that area of the world. Like that's something that actually is repeats itself over over many, many different times, you know. I know that um, oh, one of the experiences that I had, I can remember, I held a, a stone from Egypt and it was um, actually that white alabaster there, the, the ank that's on the, on the thing over there, that's actually from Egypt as well. And it's like the energy from that was familiar, you know, you, you, you've, 
some stuff you pick it up and it's like, oh, I know you. <laughs> I know this. What's this? You know, you can, you can, you know, you, I, I, I know a lot of the stones that I've actually collected over the years. I'll go to a crystal shop or something like that and I'll get to the counter and I've been holding on to a stone the whole time. But I actually haven't realized that I've been holding on to that right. stone. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And it's like that's obviously giving me something. Um, but yeah, this stone, the, this this piece of stone from Egypt was like, mm, I, it was it was like familiar, but it also shouldn't have been here. You know what I mean? I think mm. that's, you know, some of the, the, there's a lot of stories like that where people take stones from certain sites and it, it does them no good because that mm. stone wants to be with its brothers and sisters. Yeah. You know, yeah. it wants to be where it's supposed to be and we need to respect that. Um, you know, the energy behind them is is can be very specific. And, you know, I've had stones turn on me. You know, you can wear a stone for too long. You talk about the rose quartz. Rose quartz is a very loving stone, but if you wear it for too long or play with it for too long, it can actually turn on you and be be a negative mm, as right. opposed to a positive. Um, you know, there's... Uh, I'm trying to think of some weird stories to do with crystals. Actually, we had a um, a plant completely consume a smoky quartz out Wow. Out the front, um, a big generator, like one sort of, actually not, you know, the, the size of the one up in the corner on the shelf there, um, something similar to that. We put it in this nasty plant and the plant ate it. And like we got rid of that plant later and the crystal was nowhere to be seen. This you know, is wild. <laughs> How does that work? Yeah, it's like yeah, it's, wow. it, it, it absorbed... It, it absorbed itself or I don't know, you know, what happened really, you know, and, and you, you've had a stone commit suicide on you, like just smash. I've had a few stones do that over mm. the years. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they've just had too much, you know, it's interesting the you can see them when they have life as well you know that's like that's why i keep all those stones in that little box because they talk to each other and then they're always shiny in there i leave them and they're perfect they're shiny i'll i'll, I'll, put, I'll spray them with some clear spray every now and again however they all like each other and you know even if i take one out of there these days i put it back because you know they've, they've been a family in that little box for for years and years and years and years and years you know and trying to think i remember the amount of times it's almost countless to try and pick up a specific experience or it's like you know i pick up a stone that i haven't seen before and you know i look it up and what's the meaning of it? and it's like oh well that's actually exactly what i need right now yeah exactly you know like something you've never seen before something and all of a sudden it comes across your path and these stones they do that you know, the the and I think there's there's an obsession that we have. Well, some of us, it's like it is. It's almost like a calling. You know, you're either a, a stone speaker or you're not. You know, like one of the uh, 
the guests and, and fellow coders in Victoria, Bushy, he's actually a stone mason and he's been a stone mm. mason for 20 wow. years. Wow. And some of the stuff he does is, is, is next level. However, it was his calling. He, you know, and now that's what he does every day is he manipulates stone. And the thing is, the idea of that, like it's a little late now to completely change professions. However, the idea of that is actually really, like I'd go and work for him, no worries, manipulating stone. You know what I mean? I'd love to learn how to do it. I'd love to, um, you know, for those that know me, I, I do like a, a good men's ring and they're hard to find. One of the, I want to do lapidary, you know, like manipulate the stone and, and sand it and shape it and, and set it. You know, like there's a, you know, that's going to be my old man hobby, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, right. and don't forget that I've literally marched all over the east coast of, you know, been on six or seven field trips now, literally going looking for stones, you know, and and, and it's interesting, like, you talk about the gimpy wall and, and the stones up there. Um, you know, now we're talking about stones speaking and down a bit of a woo-woo rabbit hole. One of the reasons I think the wall came from the Gimpy Pyramid, the wall outside the church came from the Gimpy Pyramid, is that the not only do the stones look very, very similar, although that would be a common stone in the area, but their energy is the same. Mm. You know, when I'm up on that hill and I see some of the cutouts and bits and pieces, and I, for me, it's like, yeah, that came from here because it feels like it's supposed to be there. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it looks out of place where it is. And it and the energy of those stones are the same, you know. Um, and you got to think about like, as I say, what is the what is the Great Pyramid scene? A lot, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, what is the Sphinx yeah. scene? What is Uluru scene? What are these? And we can't even fathom some of this stuff, you know. Um, but to pretend that the stones don't have energy is, is ridiculous. Have you seen the, the giant crystal cave in, I think it's Mexico or something like that? Have you seen photos of I've that? I've seen photos, yeah. I've never been there. But yeah. That's well, they reckon you, you can't be in there for any longer than half an hour. Wow. Wow. Not only because of the heat, but like I've read a lot about it, but it's like the energy that is in that space, and it's also the crystals that are creating their own heat somehow that the energy in that space, you can't actually stay in there for much longer than half an hour. But you can't take it. Like that amount of vibration and intensity of energy. You know, when, when we're talking about crystal generators that are as, as big as this shed, you know, mm. like you would have seen the photos of those people standing next to them and they're like ants, you know. It's, um, yeah, to pretend that they're just here because they're pretty, I think is a little arrogant. <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's lots of different uses for them you yeah. Know? yeah and they have so many different purposes so yeah that's again that's you know coming back into opening our a more holistic relationship with everything that's on the earth and just moving out of that paradigm that things are just objects that yeah. are resources to be used or to have or to play with you know like there's there's a consciousness with with everything and uh, now's the time, you know, for, for humanity and for each and one of us to create relationship in true way. 
Mm. You know, mm. with the stones, with the trees, with the plants, and then the sacredness of life returns because now we're in relationship. Yeah. So there isn't this taking or, yes. or wanting or needing, and it becomes more reciprocal and more of a flow and more sharing in yes. nature. Yes. And and then life, you know, works again. There's a there's a natural harmonic that we all move into, mm-hmm. and. Which is missing at the moment, I think. It's Which is missing at the moment. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, because there's, because of that disconnection that that humanity is feeling from source, from all that is, then we're overcompensating through the consuming, through the materialism of life, because we're trying to fill that void. There's something we can perceive. There's something that's missing. There's something that's not quite right. Can't quite put our finger on it. Yeah. It's lack of connection to. You know, it's the lack yeah. of connection, and so kind of going back to what we started with you know the stones the trees these innate um, objects actually have a consciousness and can support and reignite that connection that we're all looking for and feel the so yeah I, mean, I was just thinking too like you can you can even just boil it down to you know if you haven't swum in the ocean for a while there's something about swimming in the ocean that makes you feel better and that's the reconnection to the substance that literally covers two-thirds of our planet you know when you you swim in a river or a lake or you know there's a reason everyone likes going for a walk in the bush that is the connection that we're talking about you are even in a even if it's in a superficial way just for the experience and the fresh air you are still connecting into this energy you know and i think yeah, one of the things I've said a thousand times on this podcast is we're a species with amnesia. We we identify that there's something missing, but we can't quite grasp it. And I think the basis of the global spiritual culture that existed on this planet once upon a time in a land you know a long, long time ago, I think was based around understanding those elements. It was based around understanding that we are part of a cosmic uh, playground that. The, the things that are provided for us on this planet are sacred, that they need to be honoured, they need to be understood. And Completely. it's through that communication and through that understanding that these these abilities would, would manifest, I believe, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. And if we could, you know, I sort of started, I, I, it was only last night that I actually first verbalised it to Kath that I, I'm playing with a, for want of a better description, a theory of everything. Um, through all the data that I've synthesized and, you know, talking to gentlemen like yourself and, and, and hearing everyone's perspectives and doing my own research and, and, and joining my own dots. But I think there's a... The thing that could could bring us together is this understanding, is this connection, is this that we are actually here all together on this big blue ball hurtling through space, you know. We don't think about the fact that we are literally doing like 2,000 Ks every day on our orbit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, we, we don't think about that, that we're still hurtling through space and that we're given such amazing things to manipulate and, and to do. I mean, anything that you see in the studio, the recording equipment, like this is all majority of, you know, the, the copper and the wiring, all this, this was all based in nature that we, we've, we've extrapolated from the earth and, and, and we've lost that sacred connection through the materialism and, and, you know, 
and I think what's happened if if we if we expand out a little bit with modern society is that we've lost that connection. That's actually the problem, you know. That one of the things I've said the whole time, you know, for one hundred and fifteen plus episodes is that we are part of something that doesn't serve our soul. So you need to ask yourself, what is going to serve your soul? What is what does your higher self want you to do? How can you find peace? And it's amazing how much peace you can find sitting on a stone by a lake. Absolutely. You know, sitting in the bush yeah. somewhere. You know, and why is it that as humans we find peace there? Because that is us. That's where we're from. That is who we are. All of our ancestors went back into the earth. We will go back into the earth. And then we will feed that whatever life comes from that. And if we... I think it's that sacred connection that we could make as a global society, potentially, that if we all could somehow simultaneously understand that, then so much of the bullshit would go away, I think. Mm. Because it would be deemed and seen as 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 unimportant as it truly is. You know? I think that's... True. Yeah, it's... it's yeah. I was thinking about a um, an amethyst cluster that I had for a long, long time. Many years. Many years it sat on my bedside table. And this was sort of when I'd... And it's funny things with stones and crystals as well as I think you sort of... You go in and out of them as well. You know what I mean? You don't pay much, as much attention to them at some point. And then they'll come back to you and I think deliver their message or render their assistance and then they'll just they'll sneak back into the background. <laughs> However, this amethyst cluster, like um, I was in a toxic space and one of the things that brought me out of it was actually this cluster developed like a cancer like had these black marks develop in the stone oh wow and then it literally broke like sitting there on my bedside table like the the toxicity that was it was it was taking in broke it and it was it was funny during that period of my life that amethyst cluster breaking i think that i'd had since i was like 15 or something it breaking was one of the key things that made me change my life it's like wow Wow, this this beautiful thing that has given me so much, and you know, either just sitting there looking cool, or you know, sacrificed itself, so I would wow. pay attention to what the fuck is going on. You know? That's amazing. That's you know? incredible. Um, and these are these are the sorts of things that we can be open to. You know, um, and yeah, I just I'd love to. Yeah, as I say, when you when you talk about them sort of making the, and it is like a priest, but it'd almost be like an engineer slash priest slash, I don't know, wizard. You know what I mean? Like these these people that could speak to the stone and manipulate it, and I can see them like using the wands. You know what I mean? And this crystal goes here, this one goes here. That amplifies that energy. That'll allow us to cut it flat. Cut it flat now. You know what I mean? Like it's, I can see it. I could see the technology i don't know how to replicate it or do it myself this time around yeah however it's there you know and it's there for everybody to see but i the problem we have is that we we um 
because we've become a mechanical society, we view it through that lens. And that, you know, the things that we've been talking about tonight will have challenged a lot of people's belief systems. It would have challenged a lot of... And the thing is, too, is that we're both men, you know. We, we're both masculine men. We, we do what men do, yet we still utilize the stones for what they are and, and the purposes that they can, um, they can give us, you know. I think that's, um, yeah, yeah. It's interesting, man. It's interesting about when I try and think back to share stories. Have you, have you got a story? Have you got another stone story that you could share with the people? Well, I'm just, the crystals have helped me a lot uh, when I've done ceremonies as well. I, I want to honor them for, for, for that. So mm-hmm. uh, there's, there's been numerous times where you know, there, was a, there was an event that I held with, with my flatmate over about a year, year and a half called Evolving Consciousness. And we'd, we'd invite different people around and the crystals would be placed around the room. Yep. And the stuff that is to happen in, the, in that space, yeah. you know, the I really firmly believe that the crystals helped bring certain energies in or amplify the energies Absolutely. or, you know, people would have healings, revelations, all sorts of stuff would happen in there. So, you know, again, they they, they can be quite subtle, mm. but sometimes like in your experience, like with that amethyst exploding, it can be a earth shattering reminder yeah. of, you it know, really pay, was. Pay attention. It really because, was. That, that, that cluster right. exploding was. It was. It was next level. Like, I, and I haven't seen anything like it since. And because I, I sort of avoid that sort of toxicity, I think now the level that yeah. it was at. But I mean, even if you think about here in the refinery, mate, the the where the stones are placed on that shelf and and different places around the room, they are there because they wanted to be there. Like when I put all this stuff out, I do it once and then I come back in. I oh, know that's not right. And I'd change them around. Okay, no, they're happier there. They're happier here, you know. And and that that helps. <clears throat> that helps with the energy in here as well. I I do believe that, you know. Um, and everything everything has a story as well, you know. That's a, all the stuff that's in here has a story. It has a it has a past. It has it has its own journey um, that it is it has given me, and then. You know, it's interesting, as I've said a few times, it's like I didn't know why I was collecting all this crap, Nicholas. <laughs> However, obviously yeah. it was for this space. You know what I mean? Like it all fits. And, you know, the the representations of all the different spiritual cultures, all of which use crystal. You know what I mean? Even if you just think about the kings and queens, how do you what was the how did you measure the best crown by the stones that were in it? Right? You know what I mean? Like that's the if you if you zoom out and look at crystals or stones, they are around us and they they govern our existence and are part of our existence in so many ways. We don't actually understand, and I think going back to something you've said a few times now is that they're subtle. They're just subtly guiding our existence. You know what I mean? Like they're not. No one's, it's, if you zoom out and say, okay, is there silica in that Zoom recording device? Yes, yes, there is. Yeah. Is there, you know, in our phones in, and everything around us and all the technology, is there elements of crystal that has come from this planet that help it? Yes, yes, there is. And 
but it's subtle. It doesn't. It just does what it does, you know. Yeah, they're they're um they're eternal, you know. Like they they willing just to hang in the background, and and if people are wanting to focus on other things, they'll yeah. a- allow mm-hmm. humans to do whatever. But they're always there, you know. And I think um sometimes it's it's when when times are really difficult that people are searching for something to help them. Yeah, you know. But it's yeah. also crystals can be really great in the good times too absolutely yeah like for for healing ceremonies Mm. or you know they're 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 beauty they're beautiful as well like there's they there's a natural earth beauty that they emanate absolutely in the space and they give space character and a vibe and feeling Mm. Mm. and just kind of brings an aliveness that so many of the modern buildings lack from my point of view you know absolutely and uh crystals just kind of bring a yeah a beautiful eminence into the space. Yeah, and I think the energy of them is is um, is misconstrued as well. I know when we were up at uh, Gimpy, um, and for the listeners, I will talk about the field trips I've been on lately. However, I just need to at the right time. However, we took some divining rods up to the Gimpy Pyramid and we were messing around with them, and we had a quartz generator, and my mate's just sitting there holding the divining rods, and the rods were following the quartz generator. And it's like, hang on, are you moving? No, I'm not doing it, so I held them. Didn't do anything. And they just following the quartz generator. You know, so to pretend that they don't have energy is, you know, I could literally do 10 experiments with someone who didn't believe me to prove that they do, you know. Um, and I think you're right. They they do provide an element of interest, you know. Like everybody that comes into the studio spends a fair amount of time looking at that shelf, and I notice you've done that as well. You know what I mean? Just observing the stones that are there and and the arrangement, and but they provide that balance. They provide that energy. They provide that baseline, you know. And even if we talk about the glass that's in the lights and all these different things that will eventually go back into the earth, it'll just go back into the earth and it'll do its thing, and then it'll turn it over and next time something else will happen something else will happen you (laughs) know what i mean like and and we we just better you know having having a grasp of that understanding i think is 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 what's the most important thing yeah absolutely well mate i i do feel this conversation coming to an end um that was really cool i really wasn't sure where we were going to go tonight however i think it's a distraction i think it's a a reminder of, of getting back to the simple things and and yeah. appreciating the the world around you and as I say the, the the fact that a lot of the best things in life don't cost you a cent. I love that. It's so true. Because they don't, you know. Um, and thank you for coming out, man. Like you know, it, again the 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 podcast has provided me an excellent experience, and I'll I appreciate that, and I look forward to. You know the things we do in the future. Um, as it as it's your first time in the refinery, mate. What's your uh, what's your final word for everybody? Yeah, final word. Sit down, take a breath, and absorb the beauty that you're in wherever you are. Mm. Um, and there is beauty to be found everywhere too. I think that's a, a misconception. It's it's yeah, there can be beauty found everywhere. 
There can be beauty everywhere. So I'm just I'm just absorbing that in yeah. the, in, the, in the studio right here. Yeah, and just looking at all the interesting objects and books and uh, and everything and how they're all kind of coalesced together to yeah create a certain experience. So I'm just absorbing that and feeling that in this moment. So thank mm. you. No worries, mate. Thank you. That's about it, guys. A little bit of a different one. However, I think a very good one. Hope you enjoyed it. Look after yourselves. As always, be kind, be cool, and stay safe. We'll talk soon. Cheers. Have I burned up? Have I blackened the ground? Will I fight back? Find my strength again? Days have been I walk out of the room
I give it all away. No 